Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowered thoughts to further empower your human. I'm your host in Kitching Waffle Robinson and founder and CEO of EIMS. I'm an experienced technology executive, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker and viral sensation with speeches that have over 7 million views worldwide, and most recently awarded WXN Most Powerful Women in Canada. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now... I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. Today, my guest may appear to be a confident, successful woman, the neuroabundance manifestation and success coach, the holistic nutritionist, speaker, hypnotherapist, and entrepreneur. However, behind the titles is an immigrant who came to Canada when she was 16 years old as a refugee after her grandmother was murdered by a terrorist group. This is a girl who grew up with divorced parents who used to fight about money 24-7. As a result, never wanting to struggle financially and repeat her childhood story, she became a workaholic. However, the money was never enough. She was trapped in her story and that spiraled to other areas of her life, such as food addiction. That was until she unlearned her own stories. Then she was able to succeed. It wasn't until she healed her relationship with food and money that she was able to set herself free and emotional eating, launch her business, and make money doing what she loved without feeling guilty, salesly, or greedy. Put your ears together for my next guest, Jimena Cardenas. <laughs> what an introduction. How awesome are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you? I'm good. Tell me something. What was your most empowered thought that you had today? Oh, my most empowering thought was that this morning, actually, I woke up and I was like, okay, let's do this Monday. I am powerful. I can figure things out. I got this and I will figure whatever I am struggling with. I'm, I will figure it out. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like who is Jimena the human? Who are you? Jimena the human. I am a Latina. So I, I, I am from Colombia originally. I absolutely love to dance and spend time with friends. I'm a very social person. So COVID definitely took a hit on me and my mental health. I, so I was born in Colombia. I lived there for 17 years of my life. And I moved to Canada when I was 17. I came as a refugee, as you mentioned, and I was living in Calgary at the beginning. So I lived in Calgary for two years. Uh, that's where the shelter was as well. I lived in a refugee shelter for about a month. Then I went to high school in Calgary because I didn't speak English. It was a brand new country language, culture, culture truck, everything all at once. And uh, we lived in Calgary. It was me and my sister and my mom for two years. Then my mom decided to move to Toronto. And I came to Toronto with her. 
and I studied hospitality. I actually went to school for, for hospitality and hotel management. And my whole life, I thought that I, I wanted to work in the hotel industry. But then I realized that that wasn't really what I wanted to do. But that was after I had finished school, which was very disappointing because I felt that this was it and I was stuck and I had no other choices. But then I started to realize that, you know, this is my life and it's my choices and I can change. And slowly I started to work in different industries. I ended up working at TD Bank, which was my last um, employer. And I was at TD for over seven years. And now here we are. And you're discovering yourself. And I I love it. We had a little bit of a of a pre-interview conversation and very inspired by, you know, the decisions that you've made. And that's, uh, that's very awesome. So let's get into it. You know, you talked about COVID, you talked about mental health, you know, um, you know, how, how have you been coping? And I mean, in COVID, what I know is you left your job at TD and you're now pursuing, you know, sort of your dreams and your aspirations. So how did that all come about? Yeah, so uh, I've been coaching for three years, and I was working at the bank. I absolutely loved my boss and the environment and everyone that I was working with, so it was a really tough decision, but something deep down was telling me that this is my path. I need to pursue this path, and I have to give it my all, all, and I have to give it a try. Obviously, it was very nerve-wracking, especially now, with COVID and the conversation is very different. Now the conversation is you're lucky if you have a job, there's uh, people are losing their jobs. There, there are not enough jobs. And obviously there's fear around money and it's a, it's a very different conversation. So before I left my job, I actually had um, a conversation with my boss and I was telling him, this is what I want to do. I want to give this a try. I want to pursue this full time. And before we had that very difficult conversation, we were in a meeting and he was sharing how the situation is getting difficult and, you know, we're, we're lucky to have a job. But in that moment, that's when my mindset really kicked in and all of these years of personal development and work allowed me to just tell myself, I just, I could hear a voice that said, you're going to be okay. And that's, all I needed to hear. And I just took that leap of faith. And I'm a huge believer that, you know, faith and fear is almost the same because you can't see them. It's something that you can't really see, but it's so easy to just get caught up in the fear and allow ourselves to create a story in our head as to why we are not going to be successful rather than choosing a belief that we can and that's basically what I did. I just took a leap of faith, literally, and, and chose the belief that I can do it. And if other people have done it, I can as well. I love that. So you tapped really into a really an inner instinct that you had within you that you knew okay. that there was something more, more for you to do out there. I love that. And so, you know, what makes you feel inspired or, or like your best self? What makes me feel inspired is to inspire others. Mm. And that's what really inspires me is not even about how much money I can make here versus how much money I was making on my full-time job. It is something bigger than me. It is, it is my purpose. And your purpose is so much bigger than you that that's what 
inspires me. And anytime that I have self-doubt, because obviously I still struggle with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and all of the things that we struggle with, that's when I always try to remember that this is so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not even about me. It's about all the women that I'm, that I'm helping, the transformations that I'm seeing them go through and create. And I've had, um, um, I've had a membership for about a year now. It is for women entrepreneurs who are starting their business or they're growing their business. And whenever I'm doubting myself or I, or I don't want to show up or I feel like quitting and giving up, I remember that it's not about me. This is not about me. It's about them. And that's what inspires me and, and makes me continue to, to show up and, and keep going. So one of the things you talked about in our B-roll conversation pre-interview was about this course that you created called, you know, Glow Your Money Mindset. Mm-hmm. Love, love the title, by the way. So, you, you know, tell, tell us a little bit more about how you got started with that and what does the course deliver? Yes, absolutely. So I got started because through my membership, to be honest with you. So a year ago when I started my business, it was just a vision. So I've been coaching for three years, but I started coaching as a nutritionist. And then slowly I realized that most people know what to eat, but the problem is so much deeper than just food and me giving them a meal plan. It was more about habits, mindset, and the relationship that we have with with food because there's an emotional connection with food that is not as is not as simple as just oh eat this, don't eat that because everybody really knows what to eat. So that's when I started to get into mindset and the whole mindset world, and I studied neurolinguistic programming, and I fell in love with it, and it made me realize that we we we're truly in control of our lives and that we have a choice and that everything that we believe to be true is true because we chose that that everything is about our beliefs and our stories the stories that we tell ourselves our thoughts and that's what's truly developing our reality because if you don't believe that it is possible that's the reality that you're going to create so i started um to pivot my business slowly towards mindset. And then I started to attract a lot of entrepreneurs. So I created a membership. Uh, I didn't have any content or anything. I was like, I just have this big vision that is going to be, uh, that I'm going to have women all over the world and it's going to be incredible. So I started with no content, just an idea. And I started to attract a lot of entrepreneurs. I have now women in South America, in Europe, and it's like, it's incredible to see, you know, after one year, what I have built, especially starting with no content, no plan, no, nothing. So anyhow, so through working with them, I realized that most of the blocks that they had and that I had without consciously knowing were money blocks, especially when you want to start a business, when you want to monetize your passion. You see, I was very good at sales when I was working at the bank. Like I had a sales role. I I won awards. I was really good in my job and I had no problem selling. It's not like I dislike sales, like some people that don't actually like selling. I actually enjoyed it. But when it came to selling my services, that was a whole other world. Like that was another beast. So now I had to sell myself and I had to build my confidence and trust that people wanted to to pay for my services and to pay for my offers and and to work with me. 
So it took a lot of uh, personal development and growth and mindset shift. But even through all that work, I still felt that I had something that was like holding me back. I will get on a sales call and I will be like super confident. And then when the money topic or conversation came came in, I was like, oh, you know, I'll send you an email with my prices or, you know, think about it. You don't have to tell me right now. Or I would offer discounts even before they said something. So I would be like, if you're interested, I am going to give you a discount so you can join now. And they were like, no, I, I was I was going to pay you anyways, but thank you for the discount. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? So that's when I started to uncover more and more things uh, and started to learn more about myself. Okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I have this weird relationship with money that it's like, I don't want to talk about it and I feel guilty asking people to pay me for my services. And the same thing was happening to all of these women in my in my membership. So I knew that I wasn't alone and that the whole money conversation was was a big block. So I, I, I started to, again, continue to understand myself more, uh, took some other courses. I became uh, certified as a master in neurolinguistic programming and I started to break through all of those money blocks. And my course became, I guess, the idea became from that because through my own experience and working with them, I realized that it was so much deeper than, you know, here's a sales script, follow the strategy, do this. It's so much deeper than that when it comes to money. So that's where where the idea came from. And the course takes a deeper look at how we see money because we all have a money story. We all have a relationship with money. So we talk a lot about our relationship with money, how to change our story, how to reprogram all of the subconscious beliefs that we have around money. And then there's also a sales component to learn to to sell to the subconscious mind to our clients and how to tap into feelings and things like that and sell the transformation. Because I, another thing that I see is that a lot of people are selling more, this is what you get and you're going to get eight modules and this and that versus selling the actual transformation. So there's a component, there's a strategy component, but most of it is mindset. Wow. And so in all of, you know, sort of what you've learned about yourself, you know, what was, you know, what was one of your key barriers or blockers um, in terms of your relationship with money? I felt really guilty. I felt guilt, shame, and greed. I felt that if I wanted more money, people will see me as greedy. Mm. And I felt that um, I felt a lot of guilt. I felt guilty asking people to pay me for my services, especially because I'm not selling something that is tangible. I'm selling my time. It's, you know, one hour with me or a course or, mm-hmm. or things that are not, it's not a tangible product where I can have the excuse of like, oh, well, I have to pay for the product, but the, I am the product. Right. So I felt really guilty, especially when people were saying that they don't have money and that they couldn't afford my services. And obviously I want to help. Like that's why we go into business because we want to help people. So a lot of the times I just wanted to be like, don't worry, I'll give it to you for free or just, you know, just take it. And like I said, I offer a lot of discounts even before having the conversation about the money. So I realized that there was definitely guilt and shame when it came to money. And so in your bio, I talked about, you know, I mentioned how you 
grew up, you know, you're with the, you, well, your parents are divorced and, and what you recall is they would argue about money 24 by seven. And so how much have you traced back, you know, some of that feeling you have related to, well, the relationship that you have to your early childhood? Yes, uh, all of it basically <laughs> comes from my childhood because that's how we start to develop our stories, our mm-hmm. subconscious beliefs, especially from ages zero to seven. That's where the imprint period really happens. And sometimes people think that, oh, because you're young, you're, you don't understand and you don't know what's going on. But your subconscious mind really stores those memories and they are in there in the back of your of your head. So in NLP, we have some tools to unblock those memories. But what I realized and what I was able to go back to is even when I was when I was young, I used to go we used to go to uh, private school and it was the most expensive school in my town, in my hometown. But my dad couldn't afford it. So we were going to this school and he couldn't afford it. So the principal one time came to class and asked me to leave the class because my dad hadn't paid for school. Obviously, that was extremely embarrassing. You're, you're young, and the last thing that you want is somebody to tell you your dad didn't pay. You have to leave class and school in front of your friends. So that was a, an extremely embarrassing situation. I also recall that my mom used to make us call my dad and ask him for money because we had to buy groceries. And we had there was always tension around money. They were always fighting about money, like I said. So I would constantly hear them fighting about money. Mm -hmm. So I equated money with with fights. So money equals fights. Money equals problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, Money is like embarrassment because of the school situation that I didn't consciously remember. I had to like really dig deeper into what was going on. Also, my, my parents' relationship with money, they themselves had a, an unhealthy relationship with money. My dad used to overspend. He used to make really good money and spend way more. So uh, until one time he went bankrupt. So this is why also our money story is not so much about how much money we make. And it has nothing to do with how much money we make. Because sometimes a lot of people make a lot of money and they spend way more than what they make. So it never has to do with the number. It's more about the relationship that we have and that energy that we have around money. Wow. So I'm, I'm inspired actually because you know I'm my my head is my head is spinning and it's like oh my gosh you know the money story like that's you know that's what I think we all need to familiarize ourselves with is is the money story and a lot of what you were saying started to you know I I think it it caught like I felt some triggers you know so I recognize that even I myself have to focus on that and and work on my relationship that I have with money Um, and some of it you know has um, based on what you were saying, I real I can see my behaviors, you know, and so mm-hmm. I have some opportunity and room for growth. And some of that actually informs my next question is, you know, so where are you now? Like, you know, having done some of the work, you know, are there still areas that you're uncovering? Are there still areas that you yourself, the coach, are working on? <laughs> Yes, uh, I always say to my clients, I do this type of work because more than anyone, I need it. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I continue to do it. I believe that this is a never-ending, and it should be a never-ending type of work. Mm -hmm. We're constantly learning about ourselves, like I was sharing with you. It started with food. I also had this dysfunctional relationship with money. 
and food, but it started with food. And then later on, I uncovered that money was the same thing. And it was all rooted under the same belief of not enough. So mm-hmm. I, I never felt that I had enough money, no matter how much, no matter how much money I had in my bank account or how many opportunities I had, it was never enough. And then I got caught up in this cycle of never enough. I need to work harder. I need to make more money. So I, I think of it this way. I, I like to tell my, my, my clients, if money was a person, like imagine that money is a person, how would your relationship if you're in a romantic relationship with money, how would the relationship look like? Like, what what would it be? But that's how we have to start treating money yeah. like a person. Yeah. Are you abusive? Are you actually, like, overspending? And are you, like, not caring about money at all? Do you ignore it? Are you the type of, like, okay, whatever, I don't care about you, and you don't even look at your bank account, you don't care about your finances at all? Or do you have maybe, are you maybe, like, in a very, like, Obsessive, even obsessive. Obsessive relationship with money. That was my relationship with money. I was obsessed. And I was like constantly looking at my bank account and budgeting and watching every penny. And it was such a source of stress. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, I started this type of work around money about two years ago. So now it's a completely different story. Now I don't restrict myself but I'm also very intentional so mm-hmm. I'm very very intentional with my spending mm-hmm. so it's not about restriction but it's about being intentional yeah. before I used to be restrictive like mm-hmm. it was out of fear I can't spend money I need to save every penny mm-hmm. now I am way more flexible but I am more intentional. intentional as well I like that I like the fact that you use that word I love mm-hmm. it so yeah for everyone that's listening we'll tell you a little bit more about glow your Mo- uh, money mindset if it's a if it's a course that you're interested in learning more about um, at the end of the at the end of the show so you know um, just before I get into the rapid thrivers just have a couple more questions for you but you know one of them would be you know what's the most important thing that you've learned in your life you know with all that you've gone through and and what has your life been like after learning it the most important thing I've learned is that I can change my story, that I am not my past. I am not my family's history. I am a unique individual who has the power to create my own story. And I learned that when I came to Canada, we didn't have any money. I didn't even have money to buy a winter jacket. And I remember going to one of my mom's friends who lived in Calgary and she lived in this beautiful home and she had, you know, her life together, a beautiful family. And she had, she had it all. And she actually donated me her winter jacket. And I remember like telling myself in the back of my head, okay, if she can do it, I can do it because she was also an immigrant. She had been here for about 10 years. And I said to myself, if she can do it, I can do it. And that's, my the biggest thing that I also tell myself every single time I, I doubt myself, especially now in business, I always look for, for people who inspire me. And I think of them as like expanders. They expand, expand my mindset and they allow me to see what is possible. This is also something that I share with my, with my clients instead of being jealous or, or feeling like, oh, well, she's doing it and I can't. And she has all the things that I want and how come I don't have it. So instead of judging or feeling jealous or, or comparing ourselves, we have to start celebrating more each other, celebrating our wins. And that is 
also a win for ourselves because it is showing our subconscious mind what is possible. So that's the biggest lesson I would say is that I can change my story. I am not my past. I am, I can change every single day. And if I don't like something about my reality, I can change it. I love that. And so, you know, what is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves? Oh, compassion. Mm. Being, yeah, being kind with ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves. We are, and there is nothing wrong with wanting more and wanting to succeed in, in personal growth. It should never end, like I said, but I, I feel like we have to go back to to the belief that we are enough. We were born enough. We are we were born abundant and we are we are successful. Mm-hmm. Success is something that again, it should never stop. You we should never stop pursuing our dreams and goals, but that does not mean that we're not already successful. Sometimes we get caught up in traps. You know, I I, I work with entrepreneurs and they say, well, I want to start a business because I want more freedom. Mm -hmm. But what does freedom even mean? Because if you don't define freedom or success from the beginning, you're going to get caught up in the trap that you need more and more and more in order to feel successful or to feel enough. Yes, I love that. I love that. So I'm going to take you into my rapid thrivers. When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first and why? (laughs) J-Lo. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, she looks very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like she's a very hardworking, um, she's definitely a hardworking woman. She's, she's a go-getter. She's a dreamer. She's, she's uh, yeah, she figures things out. She has all sorts of business. Like there's nothing that JLo hasn't done or can't do. I know she's, she's quite remarkable. I'm with you as well. Total. Yeah. yeah, Total, total crush on her. Total inspiration Mm -hmm. and totally inspired by her. What is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? Working out and meditating because they go together. Okay. I love that. Uh, what is a book that has helped you with your thrive? Uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Jolie Spencer. Oh, I'm actually going to buy that book and put that into my, yeah, I'm going to put that into my, um, my uh, Kindle. Um, What is an app that helps you with your thrive? An app that helps me with my thrive. I'm going to say Kindle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually love buying the book, like having the physical book. By yesterday, I started a new book called Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. Yes. Very good one. Yeah, I've yeah. read maybe 20 pages so far, but so far I really like it. Yeah. And I bought it through the Kindle app because I said, okay, I have to be better with the environment. And the Kindle <laughs> is the way to go. <laughs> and you know what? I am actually really enjoying it. Yeah, I, I, use it all the t- it. I use it all the time. And my husband and I can share books and stuff like that, so I love it. Um, mm-hmm. What's one misconception that people might have of you? as they see you doing what you're doing in your thrive, you know, hitting those workouts. That I, that I'm motivated and positive all the time. Mm. Yeah. I, I share a lot of the motivation and the positivity because that's what I want to spread in the world. But I also like to remind people that this is not who I am 24 seven. And there's so much wisdom Mm. in those 
low vibe emotions in experiencing fear and not feeling good there's so much wisdom in there so instead of like forcing ourselves to think positive start asking better questions and start questioning your emotions and understand where it's coming from because that's going to unlock so many other yeah so many other things they'll serve you that serve you in the long run i love that Mm -hmm. so where can we find more of you online you can find me everywhere at Glowlistica. Okay. And I have, like I was sharing, a beautiful membership of women entrepreneur. We talk a lot about imposter syndrome, self-doubt, overcoming money blocks, and all the things that really holds us back when we're trying to grow our business because it's so much more than strategy and just following the steps. I believe that there's so much information out there for free in the internet, but the only reason why we're stuck is because again of the stories that we're telling ourselves. Okay. So we can find out more about the course on your website. Yes. Okay. We will put everything in the show notes. So we'll include all of your social media handles and your website information. So this podcast is called empowered in my skin. What does that mean to you? Empowered in my skin means Peeling back the layers and uncovering my true authentic self, owning that version of myself unapologetically and feeling good about it. Oh, I love that last piece and the way she said I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. Good. I feel good. good It it is. There's a stream of well-being that flows. And when you're in that stream, it feels good. I love that. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you for wanting to be on the podcast. Thank you for coming on and sharing energy and inspiring, not even myself, but my listeners. Um, you're, you're quite an inspirational human and I'm very proud of the work that you've done and very inspired by your story. And you just gave us a little bit today. So imagine if we knew it all, but thank you. I appreciate you. I celebrate you and honor you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. And to everyone that's listening, this is the part of the show where I have to say we're out. (laughs) Bye-bye. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.